You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. We are so excited to be here with the hosts of the brand new podcast that is hilarious shit show with Morgan and Anthony. You guys know Anthony. He's been on the show almost more times than we have. And Morgan, I feel like we know you, but this is our first time chatting with you. Welcome to Real Moms of Bravo. Thank you so much. This is like my initiation. Yeah. Here. (laughs) We'll be kind because we're moms. Yeah. So we are obsessed with your new podcast, but for everyone who hasn't seen it yet, although we've been blasting it on our socials and so has everyone, because I think people have been begging for you two to do something for probably since your existence as friends, but tell everyone a little bit about it. How did you get started? Give us some some background on the new show. So Morgan and I, um, you're right. I mean, we, we did have a good amount of people asking us to do something because we're a little wacky on the Instagram and uh you know we've been doing a lot of manifesting lately I want to say and Morgan looked at me well we had an opportunity in the beginning of the year kind of fall through but we weren't that disappointed and we were like okay well we'll we'll find something else and so we were down the shore because we're from Jersey and um Morgan looked over at me about a, what I want to say like a month ago, six weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Six weeks ago, probably. And she looks at me and she goes, we're going to get a show. We're going to get a show. And I was like, I think we're going to get a show too. Anthony just like looks over and he mouths the words and he's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like his eyes were really wide. And in that moment I was like, oh my God, like, I think this might actually happen. And then it's funny because the day the day after I resigned from my last job, I didn't really have anything lined up. Um, and then that's when the opportunity kind of presented itself and smooth sailing from there. So it's fun. Yeah. So we signed with Authentic Network and they were really nice in helping us um, stay on the game because I think that's our largest detriment is that we're creative and want to put out stuff, but we're not really that strict with ourselves. So we have somebody keeping us on a time schedule and yeah, it's nice. And so, because we have some structure, but um, the network is really, really hands off at like, you know, at the moment, that's kind of how our rep presented it to us. So we do have that creative um, freedom, but at the same time we have some structure. So I think it's kind of like the perfect concoction for like, 
a shit show. <laughs> That's amazing. You guys are like the people I work with. So in my day job, I work with creatives and I keep them on schedule. So I, I know your type very well. <laughs> you didn't know that, Vanessa. Yeah. I have a project management background and <laughs> yeah, I'm Dude, the person so who's like a schedule person. That's why you You've gotten those side texts from me where I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing with creative people. It's always the, the detriment that you have like all these ideas and then you'll start something and then you're like, wait, but this is like interesting right now too. And then this and then this and then this. And then eventually you're just like spiraling out. Um, but, and it becomes a shit show, but uh, <laughs> it's nice to, I didn't know that. Okay. So maybe one day when I Morgan and I are running a uh, multi-million dollar shit show corporation. You're gonna need we some moms. Have Vanessa. Yeah, yeah I need to help you keep your shit chief together. Mom, mom. I'm, yes, no. she can be the chief mom, chief mom officer. She'll be your CMO. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll do it. Okay, so tell everyone. I mean, shit show can mean a lot of things, but that's why I think I love it because you guys have so much flexibility to really talk about a lot of shit. But what is sort of your main focus for the show? What I think is so funny and from the feedback that we've been getting um, is that the shit show podcast is becoming so relatable to people. And it's actually coming of a surprise to a lot of listeners that there's no podcast like this really out there where people can kind of come on, um, hash out the shit shows that they're going through and have us to kind of help like flush it out. So like Anthony and I are really open books. And so I think what's unique is that we're able to share like kind of the experiences that we've been through, whether it's through work or friendships or relationships. Um, and there's like a sense of relatability. And like, I, I just never really thought how apparent that was going to be until like, we really, you know, got on the air and started podcasting and publishing. So, um, it's just like, you know, everyone goes through shit. Like if you're not, then you're lying. So, um, I just, I'm finding like a lot of comfort and like happiness through the fact that this is just like really relatable. And Anthony and I can kind of find that perfect combination of comedy with kind of like not therapy, but it's we're cathartic. here. Cathartic. Yeah. To cathartic. talk about stuff. Yeah. And we can kind of laugh at it and you can learn from it. So it's unique. I yeah. It's all goes back to catharsis, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I mean, whether you're, you've gone through something like embarrassing it's like, I don't know. I'm one of those people. It's like, the more I can talk about it, the more I can like call my anxiety about something that was super embarrassing. Or if you're going through something heavy, it's like, I might not even know how much of a shit show I'm in until I'm talking to someone about it and they can like help you through it. And I think it's refreshing to talk, have people talk about it because there's like this Instagram world where there's these moms out there that like make it seem like their kids are always picture perfect. And they're like making yeah. these cute little bento box lunches and like they're, you know, they're completely white kitchen is pristine all the time and it's like that's you see that and you think that's not my life oh my god what am I doing wrong so it's nice totally. that people be like no my life's a shit show and I want to talk to you about it literally sometimes filled with shit yeah yeah <laughs> actual shit actual yeah. shit that we're cleaning up <laughs> yeah but yeah. well, that's something that Morgan and I like noticed and when we were like presenting some of the ideas to the network we were like you know, people sometimes know like a couple on Instagram for like being super hot or they like know like a group of friends because they're always like getting nice dinners. But something that I've always found that's funny when people talk about Morgan and I and what we do on social media, it's always like, did you and Morgan get in a fight this weekend? Like, oh my <laughs> God, like, did you guys do anything like stupid and embarrassing? Like who fell? Like 
did Morgan do an Irish step dance in front of a bunch of five-year-olds? Oh like God, that was so did. amazing. And they like applauded you. It was so yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. And and after that shit show that I completely like bowed down to on myself, like I then go up to the kids and I'm giving them like inspire, like inspiring yeah. quotes. It's just like, I had no place to do that. Like these parents probably went back to the hotel room and they're like, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, what's funny is they, they were all videotaping. And so I'm always like wondering like, what, like, where did they put those videos? Like, those kids, like they probably have like half a million followers on TikTok. Like Morgan's probably famous in the tween world <laughs> and doesn't even know it. They're like the Irish dancer girl. <laughs> Yeah, and what's funny too about the podcast is like after doing it, after listening it to it, because there's been a lot of developing, I think, Ant, like ever since we first got started. Yeah. Um, but it's unfolding in like such an organic way that I think the podcast, how it's laid out and how it's organized is it literally is just like my and Anthony's phone calls. Like when we call each other before we had the show, like at nine in the morning and then again at 2 a.m., like when we would just chat all day, it's quite literally very identical to the intros and the outros of the podcast so mm -hmm. organic and we just want like everyone to have a sense of um that they're hanging out with us and that's kind of like a coffee table talk which i think we're achieving hopefully i hope people and each episode kind of has a theme so it's yeah. like you know our first one was kind of just a pilot to like get to know our voices and and such but like you know the next episode is with francis ellis and he got fired from Barstool. And the theme is kind of like, once you put something out into the universe, it's no longer yours. Like after mm -hmm. we're done recording this podcast, yeah. you know, we think we own our words, but they're really just up for other people's interpretation. Then, you know, Kate Casey comes on and talks about her first wedding um, when she was 23 years old that lasted for a year. And, and she's like, I didn't see any of the red flags. And so we talk, the theme of that episode is red flags. So it's um each episode kind of has a core that it comes back to too which is nice mm -hmm. I, love I love it well this theme of this episode yeah. is housewives shit show moments <laughs> oh my god and that's almost every episode right? I know I mean it's kind of hard <laughs> to pick just one but there are a few that really I think stand out so I, Anthony, I am dying to know what you picked as your top housewife shit show moment, because you, I mean, you're a bit of a Bravo historian. Like you remember stuff from like, I mean, I'll talk to you on the phone. You're like, do you remember in season two, episode four around the 20 minute mark? I'm like, oh my God. Like, so what did you pick? Okay. So I had a few in my head and I was like, oh my God, there's so many. And I was like, how can you just pick one? But my mind always ends up going back to one specific moment um and it was in real housewives of orange county when they're at tamra's house i want to say and uh she throws the wine on gina keogh um that is such an underrated iconic moment and i think even though a lot of us like can't stand tamra looking back she was kind of essential to housewives becoming a show about like fighting because they didn't really fight before Tamara got on the show. And I just can't get over how the term is what? Uh, cease and desist. Yeah. And she says, cyst and deceased. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, cyst and deceased. And then throws the wine and Gina's like so intimidating. And she's like, I'm gonna throw your skinny little ass in the pool. And then all these random people start getting involved by accident. Cause they're like too, what are those things? The balls that like hit each other. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah. 
Because <laughs> when they come in, like, they hit somebody else by accident. And, like, Gina, like, knocked into a girl after Tamara threw the wine at her. And the girl's like, hey, fuck you, bitch. And then, like, <laughs> throws the wine on Gina so that Gina falls that way. And then knocks into Tamara, who then knocks into somebody else. And the whole party is just, like, these crazy Newport Beach blonde women and Quinn was wearing a wig and her wig oh, was yeah. like shifted <laughs> and like it was just like nuts and then like Gina Keel had her like you know back then before, before it like wasn't appropriate to say but it was like always like the girls and their gays and her gay that she had like as her sidekick that day was like what did he do? He He's like, you're back. something like you're a bitch and like through the one <laughs> he was wearing oh my god the most iconic thing about that though is his outfit he is wearing like a fitted t-shirt and a fitted vest that's like cropped with jeans. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this guy wearing? Forget yeah. the wine glass. But yeah. yeah. What did he say? I wish I, but like he said it so like, like a third grader, like if someone calls you a butthead, he's like, no, you're he's like, a butthead. Or yeah. he's like, and that's why your husband like left you or yeah. something like that. And then like throws the glass. And it's funny because they're just walking across the street because Gina lived across the street. So like, this whole scene of the crime is like <laughs> like 200 feet from her house <laughs> like a casual cul-de-sac like beat up and then turns into a housewife brawl that yeah was, that is yeah i feel like it's like the early moments for oc were so good too like in watching like some previous seasons i agree like they're missing they're missing something but Tamara really did take it to the next level she totally did i think that the first time there was ever drama on that show was they were in the limo and I actually think it was the first time they had ever been together like in a car at the same time because they used to film separately um and they were on the limo and Tamara's like hold on to your daddy's girls here comes Gretchen yeah. and I was like oh my god like did you go to Bass Lake that's what she like yeah. she was really that was her maybe her best season it's probably yeah. when it was like personally it was like a, the worst moment in her life but she really shined <laughs> on Housewives I know she really did. She, she, I don't think that the moments that she made famous could ever happen today on Housewives, like the naked wasted and shit like that. Because it no, was I mean, that's awful. like almost a lawsuit. It is kind of yeah. like it's weird watching it back, like, oh God, like it's dancing around like a date rape type date situation. Rape, I was yeah. Gonna say. <laughs> Which I'm totally. sure someone's oh going to like attack me for saying that, but. <laughs> I promise wow. that cough was not coronavirus. I don't know what that was. It was a hangover cough. You coughed as if you like your germs went on to us. No, yeah. you're okay. <laughs> I just catch COVID. We're not in the same room yeah. together. I, we did not just catch COVID through a Zoom. I think we're I'm okay. like, am I going to throw up? Over. <laughs> that would be a really good shit show moment. I might like save that video clip and let it go viral. <laughs> you're also drinking out of a mug that says best dad. Oh my God. Yeah, the best dad with the real mom's problem. <laughs> it's like so cute. No. So dainty. Oh. Oh dainty. God. Okay. Yeah, that, you look dainty. You like, are what? holding it like your pinky is like <laughs> placed, like very proper. Your cotillion <laughs> teachers are thrilled with you right now. You know what's funny? Here. My friend Connor always says to me, he's always like, do you know every time you're holding, whether it's a wine glass or water, you always have your pinky and your middle finger out like this? And I was like, I don't, I, I don't you hold know it why. like a, like I'm a, I don't know, like a, <laughs> I don't know. Like you're the boss. You the hold it boss. like you're doing that beer, that competition. Oh, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We had these like heavy beer glasses. We went, Vanessa and I were with a bunch of friends. We went back to our old college town 
And I thought it'd be funny with my husband and Kyle's husband to do like one of those Kyle's contests. Kyle's husband. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> Vanessa's husband, Kyle. That would be a twist if your husband yeah, had that a husband. Would be a twist. Uh, so we're holding, you know, those heavy like beer steins that, you know, like yeah. you see how long you can hold it. Well, so the rest of our table is like, oh my God, that's so fun. And for some reason I kept getting challenged every like three oh. minutes. I'm not joking when I say my triceps were shaking. And then like the next day I couldn't lift my one arm, like my arm that I drink with. Cause I had done so many of these like contests with people. That's a good workout though. Yeah. It was very impressive. It was very, yeah. very good. So I mean, I was very drunk. That mug was very yeah. much reminiscent of how she was holding that beer stein. That would have been a, sh- a shit show in itself. Yeah. But Anthony has so many like little intricacies. Like Anthony's obviously like a big personality and everybody knows that, but I spend so much time with him that I get to notice all the little intricacies of Anthony and they're my favorite on him. And so it's like, kind of like that, that mug, but a little recently, I think back in July, Anthony was visiting me in Boston and he was in the kitchen, just kind of like like fidgeting around, like making sure things were in order, making everyone drinks. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, Anthony doesn't sit down. He doesn't ever. Unless like sitting down for like dinner, like Anthony does not sit in a chair. (laughs) No, I never sit. I'm either laying or standing. I don't sit in chairs. Like I never (laughs) just sit in a chair. Hardly sits. It's like that on a t-shirt. I don't sit. I don't sit. I don't sit in chairs. (laughs) Like usually even when I'm recording a podcast, like this one's video, but if it's the phone, if I'm just talking like this on the phone, I'm walking up and down the steps outside around the house. Oh my God, like, you need I, a Fitbit. I bet you take like 20,000 steps a day. Yeah, probably. Oh, I probably do. <laughs> I'm like dying I, I, I never sit. Okay, Fitbit needs to sponsor you just so we can see how an many intricacy steps you take. About, An intricacy about Morgan is that Morgan always goes like this. Every time she goes by, when she's walking up the stairs, it's this. When she's walking down the stairs, it's this. Just grabbing her, her hair. Grabbing hair, grabbing oh. the hair. <laughs> Always. She's just doing like a mini. She's ready for a photo shoot. You never know when the paparazzi are going to Yeah, strike. you never know when you have to pose for another mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, Morgan, what is your housewife shit show moment? Um, It's so funny because whenever... um we talk about, you know, housewives. I'm not like a religious housewives watcher. However, I have took it upon myself to, you know, pick and pick and choose which seasons to watch. And last night I was watching season three of um, Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it was the christening episode where Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga, they were introduced uh, to the cast. And Joe Gorga is like so dramatic, but like I kind of love it right now, but I know he kind of gets like too involved. and that shit show was when Joe Gorga and Joe Judice just kind of like went at each other and got the whole christening involved. <laughs> and what I thought was like really interesting is that Anthony and I have talked about it um, on some of the podcast episodes, but what I realized is that like these two men were fighting, like they wanted to fight death, <laughs> like they were so like angry at each other. But what I realized is that like their shit show affected everybody else there because like yeah. it- the wives it affected like all the guests it affected the parents and um it was just like an interesting theme that like people shit shows can like affect other people and there's like a ripple effect so like these men like went at each other they were obviously like kind of drunk I think and (laughs) it was just like kind of wild and kind of scary like the the anger and the um the temper on them kind of freaked me out but 
that's a shit show moment because it was also fresh in my mind because I watched it like last night and I was like writing notes but no that was a, that's a great moment and it was you're my mean, father you're yeah my you're my father you're my father like all this stuff and Joe Judice was just like cranky the whole night like he was having a stomach attack right before the christening and like <laughs> yeah and I felt bad for Teresa I was like oh my god she's like really like trying to rile her husband up and like he just like was not having it you know so well and then there was like one of the I think it might have been Melissa's mom was like get the kids out of here get like I mean it was kind of like and then what's happening poor Gia is like holding her mom back yeah and I'm like oh my god I was like that is such a nightmare having your child your nine-year-old child like standing in front of you holding back from your own family so it was just like a lot of like different dynamics and I was like geez I kind of felt bad I think it's the moment when we all like realize that Gia is really the only adult in that family like I mean it's really sad but like as a nine-year-old to hold your mom back and then like sadly your parents go to prison and you're stepping up and being like you know the mom and being the dad I mean that, that was I think that's like a pivotal moment where like you realized there's a lot of shit going on in that house that we don't realize yeah yeah I think that like also like that like not that I I mean obviously Morgan and I are both Italian but you know my I think I've told you guys this like my senior thesis at Villanova was on the housewives and and about Jersey housewives in particular and whether or not women from New Jersey saw relatability and of themselves in um the women on TV and based on the sample size that we interviewed it was qualitatively true that they did see themselves represented in certain situations on that show so that kind of whole like fight at the christening like isn't too far off at my christening you know there was a big fucking fight like that like it was it was bad I feel like Italians love hard and fight hard like it's like all or nothing it's not kind of oh I'm gonna be passive aggressive to you because I'm annoyed it's like no I'm gonna like try to punch you at a christening because (laughs) <laughs> and you're going to know it. Or I'm going to throw away your cookies on Christmas because I don't like yeah. them. <laughs> it's never based in logic either. Yeah. It's always just like, like you're mad about like nothing. And like, yeah. I catch myself doing it too, like with my family or like our extended family. And I'm just like pissed about nothing. Right. And I it, and time, sorry, I keep going. No, you go more. I was just going to say like, by the time the fight's over, like they forget what they were even fighting about. Like then it became about like family. But if at first it was about Teresa not saying hi or not showing up to the church. And it's just like, it spiraled off in so many different directions that they just like needed to get pent up anger out. They were probably both mad about like something that happened at work that day, but just like needed to take it out on each other. So, and they were close. So I don't know, but it just showed like everyone else was affected by it. And it kind of made me a little sad, but it was a shit show, like of a christening. Well, and it, I mean, it's like, I feel like ever, like they still go back and show that when they do flashbacks of like yeah. Teresa, Melissa together, it's like, that is the moment that yeah. everybody thinks about is when we knew, okay, these sister-in-laws are not, they might be family, but it's not all like love and hugs and stuff. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. All yeah. right. Yeah. I think that was the first scene they filmed together, Melissa and yeah. Teresa and stuff and I was like no wonder why their uh their stint on the show together now it's gotten better but I was like no wonder why I got on such a bad foot and I remember watching back and being like Teresa is so wrong in this situation I always was on team uh Melissa and Joe but looking back now they did kind of come on the show to like start shit with her like 
they were not all on the show together. Looking back now, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, you really did come on to get in, like, a fight on television with your sister-in-law. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go back and watch older seasons because my mom brain truly can't, like, I remember everything, but I do not remember the details in which you are talking about. (laughs) I actually have, I had a different take on it than Anthony though. So I kind of felt like for Melissa, I think she went on the show to that water did not taste good. Did it Anthony? Or is it not water? You just made the, no, it's water. I squeezed a a lemon (laughs) juice in it. And it's like, not sitting well with like oh the tea God. that I had. The, right, I'm good. No, you're good. It's a shit show right now. Yeah, Anthony is just <laughs> drinking like a constant stream of liquids, all different kinds. He's had tea. Now he's on water. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen next. But it's- you should definitely <laughs> screenshot this and use it as the promo. I think I will. <laughs> no, but I had a different take on Melissa because I felt like you know Teresa was telling Caroline and the Manzos about how like you guys are my real family. I'm not close with my brother and sister-in-law. And so I yeah. think for Melissa, it's like, okay, if you're going to go on national you know, TV and tell everyone we're not close and make it seem like I don't care about our family and that I'm not the one trying, I'm going to come on your show and I'm going to tell my side of the story. And I kind of like, that's true. I think that's why I've a little bit been more team Melissa, because I think Teresa more got upset that like she couldn't control the story anymore because Melissa was also on there telling her side. Yeah, it definitely shifted the whole dynamic of the of the TV show when Melissa came on. And I think that people say, regardless of whether you like her or not, people don't give Melissa enough credit. They're like, she's boring. I'm like, I would say she's kind of anything but boring. She might be calculated, but I don't find her boring. Well, and she, I mean, she knew what to do. Like, you're right, she's calculated. She buddied up with Caroline Manzo pretty quickly and was like, look, I know you're close with Teresa, but I think we can be friends too. I don't hold anything against you. And that created like the biggest divide amongst any housewife franchise because Caroline and Teresa only came back together for that stupid hummus commercial, but otherwise they still hate each other. Yeah. They're accusing each other of being like, you know, mob relations and jail (laughs) and the FBI and it's a lot kind of Jesus. All right. Good moment, Morgan. That was a good one. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) It was fresh in my mind. I was doing my research. All right, Vanessa, what is your shit show moment for Housewives? Okay, because again, my mom brain, I can't go back too far back into time because I feel like I'm oh, no. brain cells by the day. So my shit show moment that I'm thinking about that's fresh in my mind is Leah and the Tiki Torches. <laughs> so iconic for a newcomer to come in and say, fuck Tiki Torches naked and throwing them. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. I think the funniest thing about that is like, I don't think anyone understood at the time the people she were with that she was referring to um, Charlottesville, that horrible white supremacy march. And that's why she went in her rant about the Tiki Torches. But I mean, and you don't watch the news enough. Like she's like yelling at yeah, all of them. Yeah. No, like, yeah. no one understood why she was so upset. It was like, no one understood it at all. No, it was like yeah. for a reason. <laughs> you know what Leah was like in that scene since, since Morgan's become like more woke over like the last six months, <laughs> this is now Morgan when politics are brought up when she's drunk. You don't know what that means. Sneaky <laughs> torches. Anthony taught me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's true. I mean- Lots of evolution, but um, Lee, I was actually going to pick a shit show from Leah when she was in Newport rolling around and being dragged. 
I was <laughs> the, the only thing I was thinking is how many grass stains does she have like on her jeans? <laughs> I I her jeans after that scene. Like I really I mean, did. Season 12 of Real Housewives of New York is a complete shit show. I was going <laughs> to say so many to everyone. It was an sh- entire shit show. Ramona shit herself, Dorinda shit <laughs> in the bathroom. They were so drunk. And I think that um, Abby and I were talking about this on last time I was on the show. We were talking about um, the drinking being a topic of discussion um, and how they would possibly get around that. And, you know, they all did a really great job of kind of being like, listen, no, it was wrong. And, you know, I, I had to get myself together, except for Dorinda. And I yeah. think that that was kind of last straw because Sonia, who, mind you, probably drinks the most out of everybody, she was even like, I had to go away for a little <laughs> bit. Like, I'm, I'm, and then she, she looked at the camera. I was like, geez, like PR 101. She was like, to my young fans, like, this is not a good example. And she kind of made it lighthearted. Dorinda just doubled down on her shit shows. Yeah. And, and you can either do, and that kind of is kind of what Morgan and I talk about in our podcast lot you can either double down on your shit shows or you can learn from them mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes you a few shit shows to mm-hmm. learn and you have to make the same mistake over and over again until you get it right eventually but you know somebody like Dorinda doesn't have that capacity to grow and learn so that so was what defensive. was her demise yeah I think that's like my thing with I don't want to say her name so I'll say smelly wad um, <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of kd i don't know i know that sounded really bad with oc housewife oc housewife i don't want to i'll just call her smelly i won't say smelly dog yeah smelly dad that's my big thing with her though like i do agree like sometimes you have to make a couple mistakes i think there's housewives that have done that and then they've realized like okay what i what i what i was saying and the intent behind it wasn't what like my words were portraying and like educate themselves but she's someone who just keeps like doubling down on it over and over to the point where I think she just wants to provoke people and make them upset. And that's what I think Dorinda did as well. Like, I don't think she ever had any ounce of remorse or genuinely felt upset. And even Ramona, who I don't think is perfect by any means for all the things she did to Leah, like publicly putting out the fact that she has, you know, mental health disorders, which are not just like, not that any mental health disorder is light, but I mean, she's suffering a very strong chemical imbalance where she's always going to be fighting this to put yeah. that out there and change that story and that narrative for her is really hurtful and just rude. But mm-hmm. even like Ramona apologized, hugged her, said, I truly do care for you. I just make a lot of mistakes. Like I, I can respect someone like that, but it's like, it's the same. Like, so Sonia, she makes a ton of mistakes, but we all love her because She'll go through the phase where then she cleans herself up. She's probably going to have another couple drunk moments, blame it on a water oh, pill. Yeah. But she's just, I don't know. There's just, it's the way you handle it. That's the thing with any shit show. It's what you do after, not what you do during that changes the course of your life. Yeah. So wow. right. Renee Brown. That yeah. was, that <laughs> was like a- I love Renee Brown. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I mean, Anthony has said this or has heard this a million times. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago and it's like, Suffering is like kind of needed in humans in order for them to grow um, and like feel and like also just revel in like the good moments. And this 
guest on a podcast, she was a Holocaust survivor, et cetera, et cetera. And her perspective of it was like, when you're going through something like really shitty, essentially, she used like much more graceful words, but um, it's like, you can't just like, you can't just like focus on yourself and be like, why me, why me? But it's always like, what's next? Like there's more respect in like what's next to come instead of mm-hmm. like wallowing in the shit show and wallowing in like the unfortunate shit that's going on and just asking like, what's next? So I feel like Sonia, she's not really like, boo, like why me? Like Dorinda's kind of like a little more defensive, but Sonia's more like, okay, so how can I fix this? How can I move forward? And I think that's like really respectable. Yeah. And Sonia's also thinking about the next dick that she's going to get, yeah. which I can also Oh my God. It's probably yeah. my, one of my favorite <laughs> things that I love about her. Yeah. My favorite thing of like that guy, I, I was trying to find him on Instagram for like hours. It's the beginning of the season. That guy, Will, is so hot. Like he's yeah, literally one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, I can't find him on Instagram, but like I recognized him from somewhere. I think I was at Soho House with him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's like 25. I think he's my age. And he's like <laughs> having sex with Sonia and Ramona. I'm like, where the... <laughs> what are they doing like I love it but I'm like where are they they finding these guys I mean I know there's like play like I mean it's New York there's tons of people but like there's got to be like a hangout where there are like 25 year old men just looking for 60 year old women I know where they go they go to Gallagher's they sit at the bar Gallagher's and they get oysters and Ramona's slurping oysters they're getting dirty (laughs) martinis they're going to the Odeon they're going to fucking um what's that place called Morgan the polo lounge they're going all those places and there's like 25 year old men wouldn't be there unless one they're gay two they're with their moms or three they're looking for a 55 year old woman to fuck i'm (laughs) dying to go to polo lounge only because it's like one of those places where like you're if you are caught like taking photos of somebody there they like kick you out so like i really want to see like what are these people like Un, unfiltered where they're not worried about getting caught and like there being evidence of it I would just sit there for hours and people watch yeah Soho House is Soho House is like similar and it's like you see people and you're like wait the whole time you're like gaslit into thinking that like somebody's a famous person when like <laughs> people are probably thinking about you you're like wait I think I like know who that is so it's like probably not <laughs> you could just like go in there like if you had like a certain build and like had your hair blown out a certain way and wore like glasses and like you know like a hat everyone's like oh my god yeah it's Jennifer Aniston oh my god it's so you know like it's just yeah the effect of being there this is your John Mayer moment oh yeah (laughs) your John Mayer moment is I think you can make it happen at Soho House oh my John Mayer moment yeah (laughs) well you know Paris Hilton said that she hates going to Soho House and Polo Lounge because nobody can take pictures of her (laughs) which I think is so funny so much so that, like the fact that she said that is so amazing just because yeah. like most people are like oh I hate the cameras but then the second they see them they're like like yeah. posing or like they or go like, to certain places like if you're having lunch at the ivy you know you're getting your photo taken don't complain about the paparazzi and go where you know that they sit out all day she loves getting her photo taken Paris yeah. she's like every any fan that wants a picture any paparazzi she's like here I am I know she has the best fan stories on uh, Demois, which is an account I'm obsessed with, but all the stories that are about her are always how nice she is. I'll say her aunt, Kim Richards, could not have been sweeter at BravoCon. Like we saw her literally like coming through like a, she came out like the back door that she probably shouldn't have where all of us were still hanging out and talking afterwards. 
I'm like, oh my God, Kim, can we get a picture with you? And like her assistant's like, you got to go, you got to go. And she's like, hold on. And she took photos with everyone. That's and she so was having a little sweet. shit show moment. She was like shaking up. She, she, lost, have, she lost her shoes. I yeah, think. she couldn't find her shoes. She looked a little like just frazzled, but it was that after watch what happens live. And so she was with like 80 Bravo Lebs. So I'm sure that was just like a, a lot to take itself. in a shit show itself. But yeah, she was so Ab- sweet. Abby, Chief what is your out. housewife shit show moment? Okay, so I keep going back and forth because originally I was like, I'm going to do Cartagena where Ramona, like where they all literally were like shitting themselves and there was like a trail of like shit on that like marble floor. But the more I start thinking about it, this is like, I think about like small little like scenes that stick with me. And I think my favorite shit show moment is actually Gretchen walking her dogs and her fur Uggs her like jean miniskirt <laughs> and that like cropped like pink turtleneck and just like literally just casually walking her dogs in her neighborhood thinking that like she is basically Paris Hilton and I just I don't know why but I feel like that just like embodies who she is and like the fact that like she wore that outfit I remember wearing something strikingly similar in college <laughs> I wore Ugg boots and a jean miniskirt and a a turtleneck and I like I guess I thought I looked so hot that night I like, oh almost, you definitely like, did I almost had sex in a field that night. I like stopped myself from having sex, but a lot of other stuff happened in the field because I was like, I'm feeling myself tonight. Yeah. I had sex in a field. Not sex, but close. Everything but. <laughs> First, second, and third base. Yeah, it was a great yeah. night. Was, was it a baseball field? <laughs> no, but like, so we went to college in the middle of Missouri. So like when it was cold, we'd have like these bonfire parties that were literally like this like guy with no teeth it was like his property you'd roll up on a party bus you'd be like come on in guys and it was so funny because there were two lines if you were under 21 and over 21 and then oh they merged God. together and everybody drank like as a midway no it was like the random field party did you ever go to it Fi cap did it all the time it was actually no. a FICAP party i can tell you after record who it was with but um field party. yeah so like i don't know i was but i remember there's like a shot luge that night but yeah, I was wearing Uggs and a jean skirt. And I just feel like that was so like 2002, 2003. That's what we did. And I just think yeah. about Gretchen. She was so like hungry for attention. I think about it now. Like if I live like in my neighborhood that I live in, if I'm going on a walk and I'm walking my dogs, I look like what you see me in right now. I'm wearing like a sweatshirt. My hair is in a ponytail. Yeah. She had like a fresh blowout, curls, mini skirt, fuzzy Ugg boots. I mean, it was just. She's you- chaotic. She yeah. was chaotic when she came up. She was also like a a really big conversation piece like on that show like when she came on because you had like the who you had like Vicky and Laurie Peterson and like all Gina Keogh and then Tamara came in kind of shook it up because she was like well really shook it up but then Gretchen came on and she was like not necessarily Newport Beach she was very like wannabe Beverly Hills Paris Hilton and that Im- intimidated the fuck out of all of them. They were she also- was younger and more beautiful than them. I think that was the thing. She, she was replaced gorgeous. Joe in a way. Yeah, she did replace. Well, yeah. I mean, she ultimately did with Slate. Well, oh, yeah, you're Slate. right. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I hate saying this. I think Slate is so hot. I knew you were gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. at first I did think he was good looking, but who is ugh. he? Oh, Slade. His name Morgan, is his name is Slade, which tells yeah. you everything you need with to know. With a D, Slade Smiley, right? Look it up, Morgan. Slade Smiley. Slade Smiley official. Let's see if he makes you smile. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even have pictures of himself on here. 
No, look it up on Google. Look up Slade Smiley. Yeah. I think the best a- thing too about Gretchen is like, so she's always only been about appearances. That's why like, you know, that moment when she took the dogs on a walk, I feel like that was just foreshadowing the fact that she like face tunes her newborn, like, well now no longer a newborn, but when her baby was like a month old, she was face tuning her baby's face. And it was so <laughs> obvious. And as a mom who's had two kids, I can tell you that like two month old babies are like pristine like they're like they don't have the baby acne anymore like they just look like these little angels like I would steal that that glow and that skin in a minute if I could so like to facetune a baby I was like what the hell is wrong with you she's weird when she came on my podcast like what was a year and a half ago yeah yeah she was a great guest but she refused to do video um and I was like, well, I want to do it like on FaceTime or Skype so that I can use a picture of us together as a promo. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'll send you one afterward. <laughs> and she's like, I know that people do like the Photoshop, like make it look like a FaceTime. And I've seen people do that. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Um, she sends me the photo to use to make it look like we were Skyping. It's a full blown airbrush. Like she's, <laughs> it's not even a selfie. She's like back here. I'm like, <laughs> okay so we were facetiming like that that makes no sense like, like it makes no sense I mean, but, I mean she's consistent I guess well Morgan had a lot of people jealous of her when she was uh like I would say like a Gretchen situation yeah Ooh, tell us more oh my god I don't even know where to start it was just a theme that in high old- school no middle school school, yeah like everything it was just like bizarre there was there was a time in middle school where actually there was one girl in particular who was she her main personality trait was my enemy Mm -hmm. like that was her main personality trait and I had done nothing to her except date the guy that she I guess liked but I had no idea (laughs) oh nothing (laughs) except for date the guy that she liked like I I (laughs) So I was so naive, like in middle school that I didn't realize that girls like got like that until, yeah. until it happened. And I did the talent show again. I was like kind of a loner in middle school. Like I didn't have like a big gaggle of girls like around me and like, that was fine. Um, so I decided to like do the talent show in middle school, which is like such a fragile age in general. Like people are going to judge and be jealous and whatever, but I really didn't give a fuck, nor did I realize that that happened because I wasn't really jealous of anybody or like, I didn't have it out for anyone. You just had so much confidence. I bet you were as intimidating as fuck. Cause I'm thinking right now, if you don't have a girl group, you're probably friends with guys. Instantly girls are jealous of that. If you have the confidence to do the talent show, I bet everyone was so intimidated. It, yeah. it might have been, but I just was like myself. Like I really like didn't think about it and I've t- I didn't realize. And so I did the talent show um, by myself as a dancer. So I had this whole like thing choreographed and um, there's two talent shows. There's one like for the kids during the day and then one for the parents at night. And during the day with all the kids. So it was probably like 700 kids in, in my grade. They were in the auditorium watching and I was like doing my thing. And I was doing like foites, like pirouettes, like spinning and whatever. And from the corner of my like spinning eye, I see like a red ball, like on the stage. And I was like, in my head, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just like seeing things or the, or the lights are too bright or something. And then I like get, I'm done doing my, my spins and there's a tomato <laughs> on the oh, stage. No. The girl <laughs> threw it. Threw a tomato on stage during my talent show. 
<laughs> and um, I shouldn't I, laugh. I'm sure this was so traumatic, but I'm dying just picturing that. What you want because the funniest part is, is like I didn't give a fuck. Like I was like, okay. The only thing I could think of when I was walking off stage was like, how did she go from getting ready in the morning to go to school in her juicy couture like sweat outfit, <laughs> go into the kitchen, into the fruit bowl, grab a fresh tomato, bring it into her backpack put it in her pocket like to throw it <laughs> on stage it, and it didn't even splatter it just like bounced like it was like <laughs> and I was just like okay <laughs> this cannot be are you okay like I've been I had to go into the guidance counselors so many times to make sure that I was okay and I was like fine like I was like you guys are way more worried about this than I am um, and I think what's funny is like when I was younger, like those things like did not phase me and the older I got, the more self-conscious I became. So like, if that were to happen to me now, I'd be, I'd be okay, but I'd be a little more like mortified, but it was just like, you know, jealousy at its finest. <laughs> jealousy. You, in the you were definitely the Gretchen and she was Tamra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, couldn't believe it. I remember seeing her like in the hallway and I like didn't say anything and it probably pissed her off more. She, to this day has blocked me on Instagram. So, wow. You should dress I, up as a listening. tomato for Halloween. Oh my God. Tag her. Have someone tag her. Oh my God. Dress up as I'm a tomato to... for Halloween. Yeah. And Anthony, you be Morgan. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm more curious about like the conversations that she had like with her friends, like, oh my God, like texting. Yeah. Them. I, was like, I will say though, like, cause I did kind of have like a group of girls that, throughout middle school that I was close with. There were five of us and we weren't, it was like funny. I feel like this is like the epitome of me, of me for like most of my life. Like, you know, there's always like that group of like three girls that are the most popular. I was like that second group. So like we would get invited to a lot of the parties, but we weren't like the it group, which I think sometimes was better. Yeah. But we also did some shady shit to people that we thought were like, quote, below us. Vanessa's laughing because oh, no. she could totally picture like some of the stuff I did. Like there was a girl that for some reason I just didn't like. So I didn't let her come over to my house when we had a half day and like everybody was over at my yeah. house in the afternoon. And <laughs> she like got upset and had a party and didn't invite me. And so I like made sure we TP'd her house that night. And then there was another girl that Vanessa's friends with and she purposely had a party and didn't invite me and my five friends. And I ordered, a, I think I ordered only three, but like, cause I was like, if I do too many, it's going to tip off the pizza people. But I ordered three anchovy pizzas to her house and like her dad <laughs> paid for it. Cause he thought someone ordered pizzas for the party and then like opened it up and like nobody ate them. That's like, so that's such a good, like, that's uh, genius. That is, <laughs> it's really mean though. I'm going to use this <laughs> yeah. since I'm diverting. Without being like evil. Like it's yeah. mean enough without being evil. So Anthony actually... <laughs> remember when you tried um you, you did have like the homecoming pictures and someone like called the house oh and oh my god yes <laughs> yes yes i used to have the homecoming pictures every year um and i would invite like everybody like i was like listen like all groups of friends can come like for like the big whatever. picture and individuals yeah there was always like yeah. one house you always went to yeah, yeah. But sometimes they would like separate into like groups and people would go into like different people's house. But our grade was small as it was. I was like, I'll just have all whatever, 95 people in our grade over, like if they go to homecoming. And so I remember it was like the day of homecoming freshman year. And I was like laying in this bed <laughs> and uh, I like slept in till like 11 and my mom like 
opened the door and she was like, Anthony, like some girl just called the house and was like, Mrs. Lario, I'm really worried about Anthony because he's inviting people over to the house that are bad news. They drink alcohol and they smoke pot and they're going to ruin his reputation. (laughs) The intentions were in the good place, but. She was a 13 year old girl in our freshman class, like why was she, why did she care so much it was invited. all of us name pictures or no mm-hmm. was she invited to the homecoming pictures or no yeah but it's like girls like that that like yeah. when they do stuff like that that's what causes like separation like so like if she were having them she probably would have invited everybody except for like the five people that she perceived to be like as yeah. bad which yeah. would have caused those five people to probably become worse so yeah. it's like it all starts at that age Oh, you guys, that was like so fun. I like want to go back and rewatch all those episodes now. Yeah. <sighs> the golden days of the shit shows of the housewives, right? Our inspiration. I know. <laughs> it really paved the way for the future. Like, I feel like some of these like small little episodes that everyone forgets, you go back and watch like a season three of an OC or Beverly Hills or New York, and you forget like all the little things that we used to go crazy over that now we just take for granted. Oh, a thousand percent. Like they're not nearly as good as they used to be I also think if I watch an interview I have a totally different perspective because at the time in my head I literally just thought like they were re-watching the episode and just giving like their take on what happened but now I know like producers are telling them like oh did you see that she said this what do you think about that and they're asking them a lot more direct questions and they're feeding them their responses more than like it organically just being their reaction to watching what happened well, I used to love when they did the interviews on like the side of the street. Like I remember <laughs> during like, remember they would just like be yeah. somewhere and then all of a sudden it would cut to like an interview of them like outside the restaurant or like outside of their house. And I was like, how authentic. I remember the um, table flip, they were interviewing Danielle Stubb outside smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's amazing. They used yeah. to smoke a lot more. Like I was saw a, an old clip from like Jules being in the Berkshire uh, Berkshires with... Uh, Dorinda and her and Luann are outside smoking after Bethany told her that like she was a slut and like oh you know like was having sex with everyone I like now I feel like they really try to downplay and hide the smoking where before it was no big deal they do hide the smoking and I I had heard that they purposefully try to cut it out and I know I can't reveal who it was because I'll get in trouble because I got in trouble recently for saying something that I shouldn't have but um (laughs) there's a housewife from a city on the west coast that tells new cast members, hey, if you don't want something filmed, just go outside and have a cigarette. That's the only way that they won't film you. Film you. Oh, this is the new Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to keep listening to the new show. Remind everyone, where can they listen to Shit Show? What can we expect for the future? Give us, give us some updates. Yeah, you can find Shit Show on Apple Podcasts. And the way that you got to spell Shit Show is S-H, the little star, like a bleep. And then um, T, do I know how to spell shit? S-H, star, T, show, shit show. And um, on Apple Podcasts, you can find it. You can also find it on Spotify. But I prefer if you listen on Apple Podcasts, because then you can give us a five-star review and subscribe hit that notification button so you can get a notification every time there's a new episode released. And, um, you know, we're going to have on Kate Casey, Francis Ellis, Margaret Josephs, Pauly Calafiore from 
Big Brother and the Challenge and a bunch of other cool people. That's amazing. I Well, we obviously love you guys. We cannot wait to keep listening. And we just thank you guys so much for coming on. And we're excited to have you guys back in like a year where we're talking about all the like famous people that share their shit shows with you. <laughs> thank you. Fun. Thanks for having us. Morgan, do you want to tell them where you can, they can find you on Instagram? Oh, you can find me um, at morg underscore Lamada. So that's M-O-R-G underscore Lamada, L-A-M-O-T-T-A. And I'm Anthony Lario, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-A-R-I-L. And we'll tag you guys as well so everyone can find you really easily. But thank you guys so much for coming on. It was so fun catching up. That was so fun, strolling down memory lane with Anthony. And honestly, that was our first time really talking with Morgan, even though I swear we've met her numerous times through Anthony's Instagram. It was a blast. I feel like every time we talk to Anthony and now Morgan, who we can now call our friend, it's always so much fun. And you guys, they have the best shenanigans. If you're missing your drunken college days or drunken in your 20s days, follow them on Instagram, follow their stories. There's always up to no good and they always make us laugh. I, I think my favorite moment for them is that fight that they had, like, from yelling at each other across the street. Like, they just have so many iconic moments, and they save them all as highlights. They're not, like, embarrassed by it. Like, oh, God, let's delete that. They embrace every, like you said, every drunk mid-20s shenanigan, and I love it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I We want you to obviously support Anthony and Morgan's new podcast, but don't forget about us too. So however you're listening to this right now, make sure that you continue to do so. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please click five stars, leave us a review. I know we beg you and ask you to do it every time, but it really does make the world of a difference. It helps us show up more. The more visible we are, the more exciting new things we can do, such as having Bravo celebrities come on the show and get some of your burning questions answered. So with that, um, make sure you're also following us on Instagram. We will show you all, or show you, show you all the details of what's going on with Bravo, but also give you our hot takes with it as well. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.